I am so proud of you for listening to this podcast today as you are making an intentional choice to not just make Easter a one-day celebration that's mostly about a fancy dress and chocolate-filled bunnies, but to make it about knowing the one we are celebrating that day, Jesus. Over the next seven weeks, we will slow down the final days of Jesus' life. We will take a peek into each of these moments so that we can know Him better. I want to teach you some common Lent practices, Bible study, fasting, Lent candles, repentance, and prayer. I will guide you through implementing each of these. Help me spread the message by sharing it with your friends and family on social media, and also by clicking the button to text this episode to them. We both know all of us struggle with how to really focus on Jesus during Easter. And it's crazy because this should be the holiday we go all in for. But I get it, we've never been shown how. My friend, that all changes with this study. We are going to do this together. This Lent study is brought to you by Online Women's Bible Study. I would love for you to join our community as we are growing even more in God's Word. And I'm giving you a week free to try out being a member at OnlineWomensBibleStudy.com. This will be automatically applied when you sign up today. This spring, we are studying the book of James, which is the perfect complement to this final day's Lent study, because it was one of the very first letters written to the first followers of Jesus. So as you are studying the final days of Jesus' life, you will see how the first followers lived it out. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss a single episode. All right, let's get started with today's session. Get angry and make space. If you haven't already, spend some time in prayer. Praise God, repent of sins, ask for others and yourself, yield to God, then wait and listen. We are about to read a story about Jesus that had we not already heard before would be very shocking. The actions he exhibits are so unlike the guy we think had come to bring peace to the world. Read Matthew 21, 12-17 and note what happened below. Matthew 21, 12-17 Jesus entered the temple courts and drove out all who were buying and selling there. He overturned the tables of the money changers and the benches of those selling doves. It is written, he said, My house will be called a house of prayer, but you are making it a den of robbers. The blind and the lame came to him at the temple, and he healed them. But when the chief priests and teachers of the law saw the wonderful things he did and the children shouting in the temple courts, Hosanna to the son of David, they were indignant. Do you hear what they, what these children are saying? They asked him. Yes, replied Jesus. Have you, have you never read from the lips of children and infants? You, Lord, have called forth your praise. And they left them and went out to the city of Bethany where he spent the night. You can read the same account in Mark eleven fifteen through 19 and Luke 19, 45 through 48. There is an earlier account of temple clearing in John 2, 13 through 22, but this is considered a different temple clearing taking place earlier in his ministry. Question. Why did Jesus react the way that he did? Question. Do you think Jesus was angry? If yes, was it okay to be angry? If not, what was his what was he then? Were these emotions justified or holy? Anger is an uncontrol uncomfortable and uncertain emotion, one we don't really know what to do with. But we all feel it, right? We just don't know what to do with it. For most of us, our anger issues are rooted more in selfishness than in justice. 
Earlier, I asked you if Jesus was angry when he kicked people out of the house of God and flipped over the tables of people selling things. For years, I've always said there is no way he was angry because I didn't believe Jesus could be angry. He was being just, which is true in small part. As I get older and my worldview expands past my own circumstances, I believe now that there are two types of anger, justice-based anger and self-based anger. I believe Jesus was showing us that justice-based anger looks like. Read Ephesians 4, 26-27 and write what you learn about anger. Ephesians 4, 26-27 In your anger do not sin. Do not let the sun go down while you are still angry. And do not give the devil a foothold. Anger is allowed when it isn't rooted in sin. Is it, it is possible to be angry and yet not sin. Question. Do you believe that it is possible? Have you ever experienced this personally or witnessed it in another? Next, I'm going to ask you to make a chart to help you identify what is justice-based anger and what is self-based anger. Before I ask you to do that, I thought I'd share a few personal examples to to get you started. Justice-based anger, anything that causes displeasure to the heart of God. This anger wouldn't bring about any form of sin in your heart or actions. Personal examples, hearing that there are 27 million slaves in our world today, this makes me livid. Knowing that right this minute, there are thousands of children in our city that are in the foster system without a mom or dad loving them well, and thousands more that should be because their home is so abusive and neglectful. Knowing that there are many churches and ministries that care more about profits and bottom lines and popularity, but their leaders' hearts are far from God. Self-based anger. Anything that displeases you and leads to sin of any kind. When my girls don't listen for the one millionth time that day, which often leads to me overreacting in some way. When Chris asks me what budget category my recent Target splurge will come out of, which generally leads to me making some disrespectful response. When I hear about someone else's success, and it leads to me being envious and wishing that they weren't as successful. When I'm left out, and it leads me to self-wallow and pulling away from community. Take some time and list out your own examples, justice-based anger and self-based anger. Our society is ill-equipped for dealing with anger, and so we handle it poorly. Justice-based anger is allowed. In fact, there are some things we need to get angry about. I know this will feel so wrong for most of us, but as long as it doesn't turn into sin, it is just anger. Sometimes we need to flip over some tables. Sometimes we've been sitting still trying not to be angry when it's time to flip some tables over. When we take our eyes off the things that make us angry due to our selfish desires, then we can get angry about the things that shame the heart of God. Then we can get up and stop the whining and start flipping some things over. Question, are there any tables you need to flip? Question, what did Jesus say we've made his house? Question. What did he say his house should be? Jesus wants us to keep what is holy, holy. Sometimes to look, to keep things holy, we need to flip something upside down. Oh, this is so hard for me to look at my own life and think what needs to be flipped upside down and thrown out so I can be a house of prayer. Sounds like a scary activity. Sounds like something that won't be easy and that will require change. Prompt. 
reread verse 14 and write it out below. Circle who Jesus helped and underline what he did. Matthew 21, 14. The blind and the lame came to him at the temple and he healed them. When we clear what isn't necessary, it creates space for what is best. When Jesus cleared out the tables for those who were selling things, it created space for healing. Let's create space today so healing can come for us and for others. Let's wrap up. What should you do? How can you apply what you have heard today? James 1.22. And who should you tell? What is something you can share about today? And who should you share that with? My prayer for you is that you would feel like you know Jesus more as we work our way through his final days. His story is the reason we celebrate on Easter Sunday because it's the thing that has totally changed our lives. I so hope this was encouraging to you. If it was, it would be so helpful if you would leave a review for this show. If it wasn't, well, you don't have to leave a review. Finally, please share this with your friends. We want to encourage as many people as we can with this free and super easy to do Lent study. And when you share about it on social media, be sure to use hashtag hearers and doers podcast and tag me at Becky Kaiser. As a reminder, if you are looking to grow in God's word and community, you get a week free to try out being a member at onlinewomensbiblestudy.com. I'll see you tomorrow with another final day's episode.